The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Well, this is going to be a strange old show as America has turned upside down. There's a good chance we'll hear from Trump and Clinton during the hour, but plenty of sport as well. The strange reason supposedly keeping Shane Warne from coaching the Aussie 2020 team, Robert Allenby's latest version of the truth and Supercross star Chad Reid will join us. Welcome to the Rush Hour. Well, what a day. Hello, Richard Friedman. Hello, Dan. You're not happy, are you, Rich? No, I think it's uh, impending disaster for the United States. They've elected a, a megalomaniac to the White House and a completely hollow blowhard. <laughs> hey, more than 50% vote. That's democracy. Who told a th- he's told a thousand lies to get elected. First politician to ever lie. He's totally unqualified <laughs> for the job. Uh, it'll be chaotic and shambolic government <laughs> and the very people who've elected him will be hurt the most. Now, we are a sports show, but on nights like this, Rich, I think this is the only thing people are talking about. And if Trump or Clinton speaks during the hour, as I just said in the open, we will take that. But let's get someone professional on, Richard. Yeah, someone who actually knows the something about The host of it. Paul Murray Live, which is two hours at the moment and raiding through the roof, I see, and uh, he's on the line now. Paul, is it over? Lads, hello. It isn't Wednesday. It's not Hump Day. It's Trump Day. <laughs> oh, here we go. Another yes. Trump supporter. Yes, he's he's Trumped us well, for that one. Well, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an all-in Trump man. I've been on and off the train all the way through. But look, here's the deal. This bloke, and now look, he now has the power to match his ego. But you know what? His ego, Rich, is one that is completely deserved. He has done this with no one. He did it with, with, I mean, Hillary had the money, the media, uh, the machine, the political class, all of that. This guy has basically run, you know, a talk radio candidacy. He's been able to fire people up. And I think the challenge, of course, for Trump now is he's in exactly the same position Obama was, where, you know, the expectations are sky high and we see what happens in the next four years. But everyone, as you're driving home, Donald Trump is president of the United so States. So we're locking that in. It is, we're, we're, I mean, we've been watching this all day and it's been obvious that he's probably going to get there. Uh, has anything changed in the last hour? Yeah, he's, he's won Pennsylvania, which now puts him uh, you know, fewer than 10 votes uh, Ten votes to go. However, um, there's about 30 votes still on the table, and he's most likely to win about 20 of those. So, you know, you know, I look forward to Media Watch playing this if I get it wrong, but uh, I'm willing to put uh, the plums on the table, and the man is president. Well, here's the thing. The breaks that normally are put on presidents so that they don't get very much done, which certainly applied to Barack Obama, don't look like they're going to be there for Donald Trump because he's going to have the presidency, he's going to have the House, the Senate and the High Court. So basically he'll get whatever he wants done. You know, hang on, funny you say that, Rich. That's exactly what Obama had for his first two years. This is the thing. You know, uh, everyone forgets this. Obama had the run of the table for... The, uh, for the first two years of his presidency. That's how, that's how uh, Obamacare came about. And ultimately, look, a million people will try to pretend in, in, in what 50 million people were doing and why they were doing it and all the rest of it. But the truth is, you know, um, you know a lot of companies have become incredibly rich going for globalisation and all the rest of it. And there's a generation of people who have been stuck in the middle. Have they been sold false, false hope? Well, time will tell. But also, the joy of democracy is, and as difficult as it might be for some to, to cop this win, the same way it was difficult for Obama if you're a Republican person eight years ago, in two years' time, uh, the acid comes out and it can it can all flip the other way. So that's the joy of democracy. Okay, everyone predicted, even up to today, that this is going to be a slam dunk win for Clinton. Did Clinton lose or did Trump win? Great question. Uh, organisationally, I think you've got to say that she lost, um, but the Trump win was... 
you know, it was it was haymakers. And look, sometimes when you when you throw haymakers for sort of you know ten of the twelve rounds, sometimes they pay off. Um, you know, no one who saw data, read data, looked at polls, all of that normal sort of tea leaf stuff, none of that was showing that this was going to happen. But guess what? The haymakers connected, and for him to take down this machine is is it is absolutely amazing political feat. Again, I'm not saying it because the bloke is the, the second coming or I think of the world is a better place or any of that crap. Just it is what it is. Um, you know, it is the equivalent of coming from 16th to the premiership in one season and he's done it. Yeah, he has done it, but it only underlines how how low the average intelligence of the US no. voter is. Rubbish. Because, no, because you, you, how do you elect a man who has put forward zero policies, just a string of slogans about how we're going to make America great again. It hasn't sorry, given us one inkling of how that's going to happen. Guy? It's that? different than the guy whose major achievement prior to 2008 was a speech in 2004. <laughs> this is, America, whether we like it or not, it's a country of bumper stickers and all the rest of it. And, and the truth is, you know, when you look at, and there's, there's a real lesson here for Australia, right? which is um, the, the public opinion polls of Congress, right? The institution itself has never been lower and has been low for about 10 years. In Australia, the, the Australians trust and respect for the institution of the federal government, right? That's not Labor Liberal. That's the whole damn show is 7%. This, people have had enough of being bullshitted to. Um, and if this guy has bullshitted to them, guess what? They flush him in four years. Do a lot of damage in four years. <laughs> Well, you can't invade a country without Congress backing you, and uh, and I don't think that anyone's going to do that. I think it works a little bit like anyone who's got an engineering or an IT department. You say, I want to go and do this, and then they walk in and say, well, of course, Mr. President, but it'll cost $17 trillion and 500,000 lives. It's it's not going to happen. Look, the, the pressure's on him. It's up to him to stuff it up now, but you know, we'll hear it in the next hour about his tone, his tenor, all the rest of it, but he's got every right to say F you to anyone who, uh, who doubted him, because guess what? He won. We've treated this as a country, I think, with more importance than our own recent federal election with all the coverage. Does it have any impact on Australia, this result? Yes and no. Long, long, you know, I won't bore everyone with it, but, you know, sort of uh, his main idea is, you know, America first, which means a few trade deals will get flipped. But also, um, his big thing is about national defence. So, say, Australia's whole idea of, say, something like Indonesia went nuts is America comes running. Well, he's now going to put a price on that because why should the American taxpayer really, um, you know, the rest of the world yeah. pay for some of it? I know it's a crazy idea, but, um, you know, sometimes you have to pay taxes for the fire department to turn up. Well, if you ask me, whatever the free world is, America no longer leads it, and so Donald Trump certainly doesn't. Rich, I guarantee you, if somebody gave you two free tickets to New York, you'd be up the front tomorrow. <laughs> I doubt that, Paul. Oh, Paul, 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 Paul! You should have him on your show. He's got some quite strident political opinions. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm very happy to. And normally, Rick and I agree deeply on these things. I just, you know, what a crazy idea when you let people vote. Who knew that Richard had become part of the? Who knew that you know Richard had become part of the lefty latte sipping? Uh, no, hang on, hang on. Not supporting Donald Trump doesn't put me into the lefty latte set. No, but right? you've called people stupid. How can you call people stupid for making a uh, making a choice? Because it's not an intelligent choice. No, it's not the choice you agree with. Because it's not an intelligent choice. Oh, oh brilliant. <laughs> Paul, oh, brilliant. Paul Murray live, two hours uh, tonight, 9 till 11, 8 till 10 oh, if you're dear. listening through Triple M in Brisbane. And uh, he's Sky News' number one uh, personality. So uh, thank you, mate. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, God Paul. love you. It's the time slot, not me. <laughs>
<laughs> we love you. It's the Rush Hour on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour and we do it for Sportsbet and their new racing form with animated speed maps and expert tips from Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Just to put a full stop on the American election for now, uh, Hillary Clinton will not speak tonight so there'll be no concession of defeat uh, until maybe tomorrow morning, American time but it looks like Trump will win. Uh, interesting article popped up today, Rich, uh, from a player we have not heard from in well, a decade and a half, Jason Donnelly, who played for St. George. Not St. George Illawarra, played for St. George back in the early... Yeah, 90, he played in the uh, grand final. He was in the grand final squads anyway for 92 and 93. And he said, and this is a report put out by AAP, Cocaine is everywhere after grand finals. Cronulla fullback Ben Barber, blah, blah, blah. And he said, cocaine is everywhere after grand finals. I'm not casting judgment. It's just a reality. Why do you think the NRL tests for recreational drugs? He says, some footballers are happy to run the risk of being tested while on a high, natural or otherwise, after completing a gruelling season in the ultimate fashion. Society is society. And back when I was playing, you knew it would get out of your system in 48 hours. That's when all the breaking your back for the for the year is done, or, or what it is for, to have just maybe one night where you'd party all night and let your hair down. And then he goes on to say he never partook. Mm. Uh, and then he goes on to say there's no way drug testing is random. I was targeted because of my size to height, but never failed any of the six or so tests I had. Uh, but I know my teammates were never tested. Yeah, but ben, it's all 25 years ago. I understand. You know, and, and I don't know how current that that knowledge is. I mean, maybe that was true 25 years ago, but is it true now? It might be, might not be. I guess that the question for me to you is, what do you make of Ben Barber being uh, given a 12-week suspension? But as it stands, he's now out of the NRL. And we have to point out, he asked for a release, which was granted. Mm. Uh, do you in any way feel sorry for him? Breaking rules that he knew existed, but... No, I don't feel sorry for him. I, I, I You know, he may have other problems... But they haven't been put forward. So all I know is that he took cocaine after the grand final, got caught. No, I don't feel sorry for him. I would be pissed off if I was a St. George grand final from 92, 93, and Jason Donnelly has said this. So then after the grand final, to see all the cocaine use was a bit of a surprise. So basically he is impugning every St. George player without yeah, naming names. At that time. Yeah, at but, that time. Okay, but those players, you know, they've got families and... See, I would have, if I were, obviously he's asked for a release from the NRL, but I'd have got rid of him because I think it's, you've got to set an example to the other players that you just can't behave like this and expect to continue. You have to, you have to set some sort of an example when you're the administration of the club or the NRL. You have to say the line is here, you've crossed it, goodbye. So if a club signs him tomorrow and says, we'll wear those 12 weeks, you're happy for him to come back middle of uh, no. 2017? no. I'd like to. I, I think he's his second time here. He knew what he was doing. He knew they drug tested players. He's obviously just thinks he's above that that rule or that law of the game. So the game can live without him, as far as I'm concerned. What do you think of all these players going to Thailand for their treatment? I mean, we talked about it yesterday with Boz, and it's probably part, most of the reason is probably to get away and and not to be in the spotlight, but. It does seem to be the great elixir, doesn't it? Just go to Thailand for a few days at a resort. Oh, well, a treatment centre, sorry. A treatment centre. Mm. I don't know. I don't understand why they do it. I, 
I've never been to Thailand, so I can't answer that question. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. What did you have there, Rich? You just had a... Uh, I had a tweet, tweet. from someone, who's, someone who tweeted into me and said, 2007, Trump shaves Vince McMahon's head at WrestleMania. 2016, he's elected president. Yeah, well, Only yeah. in America. Yeah, that was a hair versus hair match. What do you want him... <laughs> A deal's a deal. Thank you, David, who tweeted that. Very good. Uh, oh, Robert Allenby's talking again. Oh, really? Shall we play this? Oh, let's hear it. Fox Sports News. A couple of beers, a couple of glasses of red wine, does that make you a drunk? I don't think so. But if someone spikes your drink, then what do you do about that? You wake up three hours later to a blow to the head, and then you start running from two guys that are kicking you on the ground, and now there's a guy in jail because of getting me into the point that I actually first got into. So that's the thing. People don't know that there's a guy in jail for, you know, five or six, eight years for doing what he did to me. Was I drunk? No. Do I have caddies that come out and say stuff that makes them feel good about themselves? Yes. People only believe what they want to believe. Uh, The media don't really report the true story. End of the day, say what you want to say about me. It's not going to hurt my feelings anymore. At least the detectives in Hawaii, um, you know, proved the point. Media left it alone after that because they didn't want to hear the truth, so uh, that's why they disappeared. My family know the truth. My closest friends know the truth. People that pretend that they're friends don't stick behind you. When you go through a down period, whether it's a divorce or something like Hawaii or whatever it is, that's when you find out who your, your real true friends are. The ones that disappear, that you know that they don't need to be in your life. And, uh, you know, I've got a lot of people that love me and uh, that keep me, you know, keep my spirits high and keep me happy. So, you know, I can only control myself. I can't control what other people say or do. That's the most eloquent and, <laughs> and coherent that I've heard him in the last five years. Maybe he's getting better. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he had said that, now obviously the bike hadn't been chucked in jail, but button push a lock on. Can you stop laughing at Richard? It only encourages him. Uh, Love you, lot. <laughs> And your dad. That's as convincing as he's <laughs> ever been. I'm yeah, almost starting to believe it. I, I almost believe, believe that too. It sounded so good. Maybe he can run for president. But then, then why was he arrested in Illinois last well, year? And why do all his caddies absolutely hate him? Well, that's because he's a... This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Rush Hour, Triple M on a Wednesday, and uh, Donald Trump has arrived at election headquarters, so he may give a speech. If he doesn't in the next half hour, we'll take it live. He can't give a speech until she concedes, Donald can he? Trump can do, has proven that he'll oh, do yeah. what he wants. That's right. I, I, I just realised, I had a bet with Ugly Phil. I bloody owe him 50 bucks. I didn't think he was a chance. Oh, I couldn't have backed Donald Trump with bad money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's not officially there yet. He's on 267 electoral votes. You need to get to 270. It's not all over. It's 2.30 in the morning on the East Coast. It's all over for the US. (laughs) (laughs) Might not be quite that bad. Chad Reid's going to join us shortly, and Sasha will come in with a news update, but uh, let's do this. Now on the rush hour, when coaches attack. (laughs) Football legend Roy Keane. I really can't fault my players today. I thought, you know, they had a good goal. And uh, sometimes things are out of your control, uh, like decisions which we can't do much about. And people are going to ask me to ask you, are you going to stay on? 
I refuse to answer that question. We'll take that as a yes then. Take it whatever you want. Thank you. The Rush Hour. <laughs> the Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments, and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour on a uh, spooky Wednesday night. Richard Friedman here with uh, Dan Ganane. You know, Rich, we have some underappreciated athletes in our country. By whom? I don't underappreciate this man. Deserves man. a lot more attention than he gets. This man has been at the top of his craft for a couple of decades. He's a huge star. Uh, he's won tournament titles here in Australia, America, world titles. He's one of the greats. He's here in uh, in Sydney for the Oz X Open. Now Saturday's already sold out, but there's still tickets available for Sunday in uh, motocross, supercross. One of the, it, this is one of the more exciting events going around, Rich. Sure. And, you know, our next guest is the two-time world champion of That's AMA it. Supercross and one of the greats of the sport a- of all time. And a member of the Order of Australia. For, <laughs> for, for a sentence you don't hear often, for services to motorsport. <laughs> but, well, does it, Chad Reed, I tell you, that's the best introduction you're ever going to get. How are you? <laughs> I like that, boys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, so we got this big event this week uh, on, on over the weekend. What are we going to see? We're going to see uh, some good racing. We're out at uh, you know the Olympic Park there and uh, Kudos Bank Arena. Was, yeah, I was going to say it was the Kudos Bank America now. Um, changes names too many times. I don't know it, but um, you know, it's like for me, it's really exciting. It's really tight. Um, you got a lot of uh, a lot of talent. Um, you know, so then anytime you start putting a lot of talent on tight track. Uh, you know, it gets exciting uh, in a good way. It gets, you know, we start rubbing elbows and banging bars and, yeah, having having a good time. So uh, last year was the first event there, and this year we're backing it up for our second time. And uh, like you guys just said, sold out on night one and Saturday night, but uh, Sunday's still available. And, yeah, we're excited. I haven't raced in Australia since uh, last year, so it's been a long time. Got two of the great world champions coming out, yourself and Ryan Villapoto. Is he your main opposition, or are there many others? Uh, you know, there's plenty others. It's, uh, you know, all those things, what I just said about, you know, the track being tight and everything like that, it really, uh, really opens up the, um, the variety of people that can win, you know, uh, mm. there's, uh, like Justin Brayton, who's actually leading the championship. He's an American guy racing over here this year. Um, he's very, very, uh, capable of winning. Um, my teammate, uh, Cooper Webb is out here. He's capable of winning. And then obviously, you know, Ryan Villapoto, very capable of winning, but he's been retired now for two years. So, you don't know, you know, from a racing point of view, like, is he going to show up and he's ready to go? Is he going to show up and have some fun? So, I don't know. I'm on the fence on, on how that's going to go, but he's very, very talented. Somebody you can't count out. So, uh, yeah, it should be good. This is Chad Reed, of course. Uh, now, Chad, look, to do what you do, you have to have uh, serious stones. And I, I imagine you get nervous before events. <laughs> when was the last time you were genuinely scared? Scared. Um, worried. <laughs> I worried and scared are, are two things that I wouldn't put, um, you know, in, in getting ready for a race. I mean, uh, uh, the excitement, the nerves, the you know, you, you the split second of like you kind of think, oh man, you know, it's it looks gnarly, the track's crazy, or something like that. But for the most part, they're all good things that that excite you and make you go racing. But uh, I'm not sure. I don't like being scared, so I can't tell you the last time I was scared. The best trick competition, everyone loves to see the best trick. 
the, the tricks must have got a lot bigger over the last decade or so. Say, if we want to talk about things that have changed, I think the uh, the freestyle for sure. I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm not freestyle at all. Um, you know, maybe a. Uh, you know, turning the bike sideways or something like that is about all I got. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the tricks that these guys are doing, you know, watching, uh, you know, Jacko last year doing a front flip and it just, it's insane, you know, just what they're able to do and they're still doing it on motorcycles. So for me as somebody that, you know, qualified at that level and then to think, Hey, I'm going to ride up to a jump and do a front flip just seems completely insane to me. So hats off to those guys. So are we going to see a bit of that on Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, they got their freestyle uh, motocross uh, best trick, I believe they call it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be insane. It's the one thing that uh, you break away from everything, and I I even get out there and uh, check it out. All right. Well, that's uh, good to hear that you're back in business and you'll be there Saturday and Sunday. Tickets still available on Sunday. Kudos Bank Arena. It is the Oz X Open. And uh, the man from Curry Curry. Not many people walk down the streets of Curry Curry with a Yankee accent, but I think Chad, I think Chad can get away with it. Yeah, I think, I think they've given him the key to the city of Curry Curry and you elect your mayor if you want to be. The Johns brothers, yeah, actually, because right. they come from Cessnock. Uh, uh, Andrew's told me in the past that Curry Curry's where the real sort of uh, hardcore blokes are. They leave Cessnock <laughs> blokes for dead. Is that, is yeah. that, <laughs> don't get into a bar fight in Curry Curry. Chad, no. thank you very much. Hey, cheers, boys. Thanks. Beautiful. Thanks, Chad. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. And some breaking news, Richard. Clinton has con- con- conceded, has called yes. Trump to concede. Yeah, that's being reported by all the major uh, news agencies around the world that Hillary Clinton has called Donald Trump and said, you are the winner. So let's take some ads here. As soon as Donald Trump speaks, because all the dignitaries are coming out on stage, we'll hear his first speech as a president of the free world. Yeah, <laughs> this is the got, Rush Hour. we got Mike Pence up there now. Okay, a couple of minutes away, Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. All right, Triple M, this is the Rush Hour. This is Donald Trump with uh, wife Melania walking out to stage. He's making his way to the podium as the new President of the United States. And I almost want to vomit. And someone just tweeted, Melania was the first first lady ever to pose nude. Oh. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it only adds to the theatre. I tell you, Twitter is a cesspool, but it's been very funny today. Okay. But here he comes out with his daughters, even the one he doesn't like very much, <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't look quite as orange as he did yesterday. I, he looks almost scared. I don't, you know, in my heart of hearts, I don't think he ever wanted to be president, Richard. Do you know what his first word should be? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what does Paul Keating say? Uh, <laughs> this is a win for the true believers. Oh, no, don't don't invoke Paul Keating there. That, that was at least a great speech. I don't think Donald's capable of that. All right, see. Here he is. Isn't he going up on fraud charges next, next month? Allegations, Richard. Oh, allegations, are they? So, he's wearing a red tie. There's his uh, son, young son there with him. Anyway, I don't think he's got a clue what he's got himself into. And he's about to take the podium. This is live, everybody. Well, he hasn't said anything yet. It's just been us talking. Well, it's ceremony. <laughs> it's all it's the build-up. You're enjoying You're loving this, but this is radio. <laughs> it is 2.50 in the morning in New York where this <laughs> is taking place. Uh, this could take a while, Dan. He's believe, kissing everybody. Yeah, can you believe Donald Trump is the United States president? Can you believe he won? 
I'm not. <laughs> you're strident with your opinion. I'm. I can't believe he won. Here he is, the president of the free world, the Donald. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Complicated. <laughs> Thank you very much. I've just received a call from Secretary Clinton. Not crooked Hillary. That's the biggest cheer she's got from Republicans she for a while. Congratulated us. It's about us on our victory, and I congratulated her and her family on a very, very hard-fought campaign. I mean, she she fought very hard. Hillary has worked very long and very hard over a long period of time, and we owe her a major debt of gratitude for her service to our country. I mean that very sincerely. Now it's time for America to bind the wounds of division. We have to get together. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to come together as one united people. It's time. I pledge to every citizen of our land that I will be president for all Americans. And this is so important to me. You join this, Rich? For those who have chosen not to support me in the past, of which there were a few people, I'm reaching out to you for your guidance and your help so that we can work together and unify our great country. Is your microphone on, Rich, there? I asked you a question. I've said from the beginning, I'm speechless. Ours was not a campaign, but rather an incredible and great movement made up of millions of hard-working men and women who love their country and want a better, brighter future for themselves and for their family. It's a movement comprised of Americans from all races, religions, backgrounds, and beliefs who want and expect our government to serve the people and serve the people it will. Working together, we will begin the urgent task of rebuilding our nation and renewing the American dream. I've spent my entire life in business looking at the untapped potential in projects and in people all over the world. That is now what I want to do for our country. Tremendous potential. I've gotten to know our country so well. Tremendous potential. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Every single American will have the opportunity to realize his or her fullest potential. The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer.
We are going to fix our inner cities and rebuild our highways, bridges, tunnels, airports, schools, hospitals. We're going to rebuild our infrastructure, which will become, by the way, second to none. And we will put millions of our people to work as we rebuild it. We will also finally take care of our great veterans. We've been so loyal, and I've gotten to know so many over this 18-month journey. The time I've spent with them during this campaign has been among my greatest honors. Our veterans are incredible people. We will embark upon a project of national growth and renewal. I will harness the creative talents of our people, and we will call upon the best and brightest to leverage their tremendous talent for the benefit of all. It's going to happen. We have a great economic plan. We will double our growth and have the strongest economy anywhere in the world. At the same time, we will get along with Richard, all other nations around. willing to get along with us. Some expensive equipment. We'll have great relationships. We expect to have great, great relationships. No dream is too big. No challenge is Look too big. Look at Trump's great. kid, Nothing Rich. We he want keeps nodding off. The poor bugger. It's 2.30 in the morning. Reach. America will no <laughs> He's standing there and he keeps waking up. <laughs> than the best. <laughs> to the nightmare. We must reclaim our country's destiny and dream big and bold and daring. We have to do that. Look at him, he's falling We're asleep. We're going to dream of things for our country and beautiful things and successful things once again. Yeah, but how? I want to tell the world community Please, that's the that while we will always put America's interests first, we will deal fairly with everyone, with everyone. All people and all other nations. We will seek common ground, not hostility, partnership, not conflict. And now, I'd like to take this moment to thank some of the people who really yeah. helped me with this, boring bit. what they are calling tonight, very, very historic victory. Bring the music First, up. I want to thank my parents, <laughs> who I know are looking down on me right now. Lots of people are looking down on Great me, mate. People. I've learned so much from them. They were wonderful in every regard. I had truly great parents. I also want to thank my sisters, Marianne and Elizabeth, who are here with us tonight. And where are they? They're here someplace. They're very shy, actually. And my brother, Robert, my great friend. Where is Robert? Where is Robert? My brother, Robert. And they should all be on this stage, but that's okay. They are great. And also my late brother, Fred. Great guy. Fantastic guy. Fantastic family. I was very lucky. Great brothers, sisters, great, unbelievable parents. To Melania and Don. And Ivanka. And Eric. And Tiffany. And Baron, 
I love you and I thank you. And especially for putting up with all of those hours. This was tough. This was Come tough. Come on, we're nearly there, Rich. This political stuff is nasty and it's tough. Oh. So I want to <laughs> thank Donald. my family very much. Really fantastic. Just, just thank while you he's thanking all. people. Thank you the, all. The and first Lara, line when he said, thanks to Secretary Vanessa Clinton, we owe her a great debt of gratitude. What a wonderful person she was. He what spent the last you. 18 months calling her crooked Hillary and saying he's going to put her in jail. So the whole campaign is obviously just a litany we have of a garbage, lies and drivel. That's every campaign. He's never explained how he's going to do anything. Look at all of these people. And Kellyanne and Chris and all right. Rudy. Oh, there's a million of them up there now. And Steve. Well, we got to go. And David. Ugly Phil's waiting. We Thank have God got Ugly Phil's there. <laughs> we have got Vote one, Ugly Phil. Thank you, Richard. Aren't you glad you uh, turned up tonight? It's, it's been it's great. Been, Thank you to everyone behind the scenes. Very, this was a weird old show. A very special thanks Donald Trump, President of the United States. Man. See you tomorrow. Unbelievable. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly.